0: Hello, and welcome back to Not Your Mother's Housing Market, the podcast where we dissect and discuss emerging trends in today's real estate market because a 21st century market requires 21st century strategies. I'm Katie Keaton, your Southwest Washington realtor, and I am joined by LaDonna Page, Mortgage Advisor and Liabilities Manager. Yes, we are back in the studio. Hello, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, Katie? I am doing well. I'm excited (laughs) to be back. I'm a little nervous. I'm super excited,
1: not nervous at all. Oh, like I feel yeah. like last season was fabulous. I mean, we learned a lot, and mm-hmm. and now we're back, and we just refigured out how to run the system in here, and yeah, and that's always an adventure, uh, but. We're back, and I'm excited about it. Yeah,
0: season two, episode one. A lot has been going on in the market, and, you know, we are ready to talk about it. There's been an outcry, like, Katie, LaDonna, where are you? We need to hear your input. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah. I wish, but...
1: (laughs) No, actually, like... I did, I was in like a group of 30 people, um, my Rotary group, and somebody like shouted it out, actually, that like, oh, and LaDonna and Katie do this amazing podcast, you guys should totally check it out, and I went, oh, we should get in and start actually recording yes. in season
0: two, instead of just talking about it. Mm-hmm. So It's a long time coming, but we are yeah. here, and we are going to jump right into it. But before we start talking about real estate, and really this episode is going to be a market update for you all, um, before we get into that, we are going to hear from a word from our sponsor. So here you go.
1: Taking care of your mental health is just as important as your physical health. At Columbia Wellness, we offer behavior health care for all ages. From telehealth counseling to inpatient addiction care, we offer the level of support your mind needs. Don't wait to enjoy life again. Give us a call at 360-423-0203. At Columbia Wellness, your wellness is our passion.
2: That
0: was a word from the sponsors over at Columbia Wellness. Um, They are a supporter of the Kellett's Podcast Network, which is where you can find our podcast, Not Your Mother's Housing Market, and many others. So thank you to them for hosting us. Yes. And with that, we'll get right into it. All right. It's Katie. The big question, what's the big deal with interest rates? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Rates are crazy. When we first started this podcast, it was all about, you know, rates are at an all-time low. Rates are better than ever. And while rates are still historically low, they have been rising at a record pace. Right. They are increasing faster than ever. And we're going to start off talking about interest rates today. So that's more of a LaDonna topic. So she's going to take that away.
1: This is my jam. Uh, Yeah. So I'm going to kind of start high and break it down kind of in levels. So during the pandemic, the Fed was using what's called quantitative easing to manage the money flow in the market. And basically, that's where they just keep buying bonds and lowering interest rates. So flip side of that. Now we're coming out of the pandemic, the world is opening back up, all the good things, except China, who just keeps shutting down. Um, But now opposite easing, we're going into quantitative tightening. And so they're selling their assets and raising interest rates to tighten up the amount of money that's flowing through the market.
0: So, basically, during the pandemic, the government and the Fed was doing something to keep the economy going. Right. So, they're like, we're going to make it easy for you to borrow money. We want you to have extra money in your pocket um, to, you know, ease the burden of the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. So, we're going to make money cheap.
1: Right. Yeah. They were stimulating the market with these, you mm-hmm. know, we were all getting checks sent to our homes or most of us were getting checks sent to our homes and, um, and and interest rates were super low, so people were borrowing mm-hmm. at all-time highs, mm-hmm. um, which really kind of drove that market and kept the country's economy afloat during the pandemic. Right. <laughs> and so that was a good thing. And now that we're coming out of that, we kind of have to tighten that up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, especially as people are returning to work and all of that, I mean, the... Um, the job market is booming you know our unemployment rates are at all time lows right uh, which is fabulous we all want to talk about that um but you know so where last year we were talking and i think when we started recording the podcast i was advertising like 3.125 on on the podcast like we were low 3s high 2s depending on where you were at and um that you know that has drastically
0: changed Mm -hmm. so when we started the podcast like you said interest rates are around like low threes high twos right so what are they sitting at as of today you know june 2022 everything's opened back up the you know covid crisis hopefully is for the most part behind us and what are the rates looking like today
1: Uh, We're sitting right around 6%. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. (laughs) So, I'm a millennial. Our target demographic here are millennials. And, you know, um, that interest rate, that 6% interest rate is something I've not seen since I've been of age to purchase a home. Mm -hmm. Um, Essentially, I mean, (laughs) um, since my early 20s, I haven't seen that that interest rate on mortgages. Um, So to me and all of our fellow millennials, that feels very, very high. Mm -hmm. But historically, I mean, our parents tell stories of 14, 15% interest. Um, You know, people a little bit older who were buying homes in the 70s would say, you know, they were looking at 20% interest. Can you imagine 20, like... Right, but on the come, flip side, they were buying houses for like forty thousand dollars. <laughs> right, they were also buying houses for forty eighty thousand dollars. Like, yeah, that was that was a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. I remember my parents' first house was just like tiny little starter home in Milwaukee, Oregon, and um, my mom talks about purchasing it for like sixty five thousand, mm-hmm. and then she was blown away at how much they got just a few years later when they sold it mm-hmm. because it was up over a hundred thousand. And right. she and she actually was just like, no, somebody can't pay that much for my house and took a lower offer than the top one. Yeah. Because- That's funny. <laughs> um, because she could not wrap her head around how much the house had changed in value. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously now, I mean starter home in Milwaukee, Oregon. What are you thinking, Katie? 500? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five, six, seven hundred thousand $700,000. Yeah. And I bet... Yeah, actually, I bet we could have a little fun homework project and actually look up the house because I know the address.
0: We should. We I should like. look up... Since this is not your mother's housing market, we should actually look up both of our, our mom's first housing purchases. There you go. That'd be fun. Maybe we'll that do way. that, a little segment of that. That sounds like... One of the next like, yes. few episodes. Yeah. But yeah, so like you were saying... These rates aren't uncommon historically, right? But really, where the hard part comes in is the rates plus the house prices.
1: That right. is something
0: new. That would, is something new.
1: However, when you look at like inflation has gone up, yes, and in the last year mm-hmm. exponentially, mm-hmm. and we're just now starting to see um, incomes. Start to come up as well mm-hmm. with inflation. Usually, inflation goes up and then incomes come to match it. Mm-hmm. And so, where you know, my parents were buying a house at sixty thousand dollars, my dad was also working what was considered a good job, right? For like eleven dollars an hour.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And totally. I'm pretty sure our minimum wage is above that at this point. Like, I think our minimum wage is almost was like 14. Yeah, I think it's like 14 something right yeah. now. Um. In Washington. And so, yeah, here in Washington. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we we do have a really big difference in... Totally. in buying like, power. Buying power just because our incomes have mm-hmm. come up. And, you know, and now where our parents, you know, often you could find a stay-at-home mom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that's becoming more and more of a rare thing. You yeah. almost... You almost need to have two people working at this point.
0: Um, oh, yeah, totally. You
1: know, especially in our community where we've got a lot of, um, you know, blue collar jobs that you know they're mm-hmm. not. I don't. There are people in our community that make a truckload of money, but you know our median income is fifty six thousand dollars. Right.
0: For the so, household. <laughs> so you mentioned um, inflation. Yeah. And that is a big hot topic yes. thing that's going on in the country. But really, um, inflation plays so much into why the rates are raising. Absolutely. So yeah. the rates are raising really to try to curb that inflation.
1: Yeah, and actually, um, so yeah, as as inflation goes up, the Fed uses this quantitative tightening, this raising of rates, this slower purchasing er, yeah slower purchasing more selling of their assets to control that inflation and um we've we're predicting that inflation is peaking in the next month or so um and then hopefully i know right Uh, hopefully hopefully that looks you know, really good and really in our favor. And that can kind of start leveling out interest rates. And the Fed has said, you know, we expect to peak around 7% on our interest rates and then maybe start tapering back as needed. But we need to get inflation to peak first. And mm-hmm. The only way we can do that is raise the interest rates. Yeah. So, you know, now we're, we're in that... Interest rates are coming up. Inflation is coming down. We're coming into a more balanced market.
0: Right. And kind of the idea, the reason why it's curbing inflation is because there's less money in people's pockets. So right. the idea is, you know, let's raise the interest. Let's make people pay more for things that they need so they have less money So to use in the open market and kind of less money to drive prices up.
1: I kind of. Understand this in a different way than you do, I okay. think. Um, or at least I have a different opinion on it, mm-hmm. um, which I love when we don't necessarily agree on everything. Mm-hmm. But um, so interest rates are creating less money, or not interest rates, but inflation is creating less money in your
2: pocket. Okay.
1: And interest rates are just making it more expensive to purchase. Mm-hmm. So where you're looking at more expensive to purchase your milk, you're also looking more expensive to purchase your home. Mm-hmm. And so that is making people second guess that purchase mm-hmm. right now, and or look for a lower cost home, mm-hmm. um, things like that. So that's where the that's where the interest rates come in. Is they just discourage people
2: mm-hmm.
1: to um, borrow money, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, I think it's kind of a which came first, the chicken or the egg, as far as, like, is right. the interest exactly. rates being higher, you know, or not. The inflation being higher is kind of caused by people having too much money, and that's driving up prices.
1: Yeah, that and supply and demand. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's supply and demand is probably the biggest factor in our inflation right now who would have known who would have known you know um i in all of the um in all of the like supply chain issues and everything um you know we end up with Boats locked out of harbors because they're backlogged because they don't have enough people to unload them or load them. Right. It goes both directions, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you've got different markets like China that really supplies the world with things. Um, And... Uh, you know and they they shut down periodically and we we shut things down periodically also i mean there was a baby formula factory that was shut down and look mm-hmm. where we're at now right baby formula shortage right um, so all of these different shutdowns are really aiding in this supply and demand issue and then when that plays into the housing market we look you know back to 2008 when there was actually a crash mm-hmm. and new home starts were not happening at all and now we're kind of picking up on that but it's taking longer to actually build that home Mm -hmm. which is then costing more money because you've got more time on the clock and things like that um because you're waiting for that refrigerator to come over on a boat or whatever like Mm -hmm. whatever piece it is that you're waiting for
0: wood garage doors Um, i hear it's really hard to get a garage door really i hear it's extremely hard to get a garage door right now
1: fascinating yeah
0: I, I don't guess know why, I, but...
1: I mean, garage door was on my list of things to fix, so I, maybe I'll just put that on the back burner yeah, hold for a second. off on that,
0: because garage <laughs> doors are really hard to find.
1: Which probably means they're super expensive, and I actually don't want to replace mine, because mine's kind of like a, a... So my house is really old, so my garage is super tiny, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that the Prius that I just sold... Wouldn't fit in it. It's <laughs> like, a half car garage. It, yeah, it's kind of like a half car garage. Three-quarters car garage. Okay. <laughs> it's a tiny door. So, but I bet that because it's not a regular size, it would be harder to find.
0: Oh, also. I'm sure. Anyway, um, so, okay. I yeah. think kind of what the listeners can take away from this conversation, you know, it's very convoluted. Um, <laughs> there are so many factors. Yes. And that's kind of why we want to do the podcast and kind of parse through them and see what it means. But it's also why it is so impossible to make any real accurate prediction. Yeah. So, you know, Ladon and I were talking earlier and I said it's it's so frustrating right now to to be doing this research because everyone has such different opinions and everyone has such strong opinions and it's really hard to decide who you're listening to and what information you're, you're taking into account. Um, So we kind of want to be there to work it out with each other. And then also hopefully you can learn from us working it out as well. Yeah, but absolutely. yeah. So okay. So that's kind of the bigger picture. Yeah. Um. I know you said you were going to kind of go in levels. So that's the bigger picture of what's yeah, happening. So
1: quantitative easing, why that's happening. You know, the inflation, all of that stuff, and then you break it down a little bit more. And in our housing market, that's that's where we start talking about you know the new home starts and then what's hitting the market. Mm-hmm. Um, our inventory rate. Mm-hmm. as you you've said is going up yeah you know um and obviously i'm gonna let you speak 100 to that but uh that is really going to stimulate the housing market mm-hmm. and the nice thing is that the housing market is not seen as a target of this tightening mm-hmm. um yes they're using interest rates but people are still purchasing right um you know we were talking about it earlier this morning and when we started recording the podcast there was one house in Cowlitz County for every thousand people. Mm -hmm. One house not for every thousand people that are in the market but just who live here right already and now we're up to three houses per thousand people.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: That's a huge shift. Oh yeah totally. Yeah I pulled some um I pulled some stats earlier just for our little Cowlitz County area. Yeah. And of course, there are people that live here that search in Lewis or Clark or wherever. But, you know, keeping it close to home, pulling some stats for Cowlitz. Yeah. I pull everything for Cowlitz when we're talking podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's interesting and I think everyone really is kind of looking at like the three-year forecast because at this point, it was really three years ago that we were pre-COVID. Right. So, um, good Lord. Really? Yeah. Oh, so (laughs) I'm pulling all the numbers for May because although it is June, I'm going to use stats from last month.
1: We're six days in. I feel like that's pretty safe bet. (laughs) That's
0: fair. (laughs) Um, is it already June 6th? I feel like it should be June 2nd or something like that. Anyway, um, May, 2019 in Kellett's County, there were 196 active listings on the market. In May of 2020, there were 135. In May of 21, so last year, there were 77 active houses on the market in Cowlitz County. And now we are back up last month, May 2022, at 157 houses on the market. That's amazing. Yeah, so it is exciting. We're finally getting some more inventory, which means there is less of a scramble to purchase houses the day that they come on the market. We're seeing things, you know sit a week instead of three days which makes a huge difference honestly absolutely and people are able to say okay I have some options I'm looking at five houses all five of these houses fit my criteria instead of saying okay well there's one house that matches how badly do I want to buy a house?"
1: Yeah, exactly. How, um, how, why do
0: I want to scratch off of my needs once? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, inventory is going up, but still a balanced market. Is, oh, I was going to ask: Is there a level of what's considered balanced? Yeah. So, um, real estate kind of uses the level of inventory, like it's kind of the how long the supply will last if no other houses were to be listed okay so okay if the amount of houses on the market right now didn't change no new houses came on the market how long would it take for all these houses to be gone so um let me look at my stats on that okay so a balanced market is having six months worth of inventory okay so it's like okay it would take us six months to run out of houses okay um, in February of this year, we got all the way down to two weeks worth of Ugh, inventory in Cowlitz County. That's gross. I know. Um, and now we're sitting back up at 1.3 months. Oh. So it's not great, but. We're not coming, we're not all the way to a balanced market, but we're no. headed in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, we're headed in the right direction for more okay. of a balanced market. hmm And, you know, a balanced market really is going to benefit Buyers and sellers. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, and we were talking about, um, you know, all the sellers that have been really nervous to sell, which has really um, contributed to the lack of inventory. Absolutely. But they're nervous to sell because when you're selling high, you're also buying high. Yeah. But there's never been a time really in history, like, you either sell high and buy high, or you sell low and buy low. Yeah. You can't really time it out to sell high and buy low unless you're going to rent for a few months or live with family or whatever right. you know what unless I mean? you've
1: got some extenuating circumstance to support <laughs> circumstances mm-hmm. then then yeah absolutely you're gonna buy and
0: sell in the same scenario right so getting back to more of a balanced market will be helpful because most sellers are also buyers right so you know you might not be selling at the absolute height but you're also not buying at the absolute height yeah so, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that.
1: Yes. So I was having a conversation with Nick Lemire over at Edward Jones Financial. Mm-hmm.
2: And hey, Nick.
1: Hey, Nick. Shout out. <laughs> Nick's great. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, and he, like, his whole entire message basically was don't fear the bear mm-hmm. because we have entered this bear market now. Um, the definition of a bear market is where – the bond market drops more than 20% and mm.
0: and we've we are now in that. Um, okay, so remind me. Okay, bear versus bull. Bear versus bull. But bull is when everyone's buying and bear is when everyone's selling. Remind me what those mean.
1: Well, I mean, if you talk to Nick or myself, you're going to hear, don't sell. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, your house, you can still sell and move things around. But like mm-hmm. if you've got things in the stock market and you can hang on to them, hang on, to them. hang on. Got because it. the amount of money that you lose by trying to pull out of the market and then reenter the market mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is... Mm-hmm is substantial mm-hmm. over what you would gain just by staying seeing those dips and staying in it and waiting for it to rise. Right. So on average a bear market lasts 15 months. Mm-hmm. Um, and you usually see a drop of about 32%. Okay. And this
0: is in the stock market. This is yeah. not talking about. Yeah. This is really this is in the market. stock okay. market,
1: but you know, the stock market is what drives a lot of our prices. Mm-hmm. Um so you do, these do get taken into consideration when we're thinking about house prices and interest rates and things like that. Right. Um, so flip side of that, bull markets on average last five years. Okay. And they usually see a gain of about 130%. Okay. So bear is very short, very small losses. Mm-hmm. Bull is much longer, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) significantly longer and a significantly higher rate of gain. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously we want to be in the bull market, Mm -hmm. but the bear kind of keeps us leveled out. Yeah. You know, it takes us from being in housing in a seller's market to buyer's market, Mm -hmm. which... You know i i know there are some clients of ours out there that are like come on buyer's market
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well and so we kind of talked about the fact that there is more inventory but really the reason that there's more inventory is because with these rising rates there are fewer buyers right yeah so there are fewer buyers who can afford to buy right there you know i've had Oh, gosh, probably six people that I had been working with that we were um, looking and they were trying to buy a home. And especially with that first rate hike, they got priced out of the market.
1: Yeah. January was not a comfortable month.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Were you having to make a lot of phone calls to pre-approved buyers? Yeah, yeah. because
1: I pre-approved you in December Mm -hmm. and... Then come January, as soon as that first rate hike hit, it was like we were calling people going, you know, what I pre-approved you for two weeks ago mm-hmm. is not what I can pre-approve you for today. Your new price is X. And yeah. it was usually like $30,000 less, mm-hmm. um, which is huge.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's huge, especially for those people that were kind of on the cusp of um, the different price ranges for for homes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, in January, you know, I had some buyers that were pre-approved for 400 and we found a house. They had been pre-approved for 400 and then they're like, "Okay, great. We want to make an offer on this house. We we're going to offer like 390." And um I was like, "Okay, just talk to your lender one more time, make sure everything looks good and, you know, I'll get an updated pre-approval letter for you and we'll get rolling." And they called me back the next day and they're like hey with the rate hikes we're actually only approved for 350 now and 350 kind of bumped them into a position where there really weren't any houses on the market for 350 that met their needs
1: right a huge amount of people in our in our community are mm-hmm. shopping in that price range Mm -hmm. and so those ones I I feel like we see those houses we see a lot of people who are pre-qualified for that amount but we see those houses actually hit the market less
0: well yeah and I mean a year ago 350 was like an you know maybe an 800 square foot house um and now it's more 350 is like a 1200 square foot house
2: yeah which is a huge
0: difference Mm -hmm. and you know you can wanna buy a house, but you're you don't wanna buy a house that doesn't meet your needs. So right. you might not be technically quote unquote priced out as far as like you can still afford a house. There are still houses that exist at that price. Right. But they're not the house that you need to purchase. So we've kind of been talking about, oh, inventory's up and you know, um, this and that and that's more of like the macro level, but really when it comes down to the individual, like what does that mean? for the individual. So it is phone calls with people saying, Hey, you know, you can no longer afford this house. Right. In my side, it's like, okay, you know, we're shopping for a home and where before a pre-approval letter, I was like, Oh, well we got a pre-approval letter two weeks ago. So we're good. We can keep shopping. Like Ideally, we'll get a new pre-approval letter before we write an offer just so it has the address on it and whatnot. But if we don't, we'll be fine. We'll just send them the old pre-approval letter and it'll stand. Now, it's like as a listing agent myself, if I see a pre-approval letter that's dated any more than like three days prior, I don't trust it because... Things have changed so much.
1: Because things are going so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so where the Fed was talking about, you know, raising interest rates half a percent every time they met, mm-hmm. and that is what they've been doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that drops your purchase power. Every time it goes up five, per, half a percent, that drops your purchase power by about 6%. Mm-hmm. So in our market, our median Our median home price is three seventy one now. Where last year we were talking three fifty six. Right. Um so three seventy one now, six percent of that is roughly twenty two thousand dollars. Right. So every time it goes up, every time the Fed meets every month, you're looking at twenty two thousand dollars getting shaved off of your purchase Mm -hmm. power. Right. And so you know, that makes a huge, huge, huge difference um, oh, totally. you know, when you're dropping things $20,000 at a
0: whack. Totally, totally. Um, I do think we've hit a level, though, where, you know, when the feds first started um, – <clears throat> raising or raising rates it was getting people to jump off of the fences oh yeah so we almost saw an increase in activity um there were more houses being listed because there were sellers jumping off the fence being like oh no i think we're nearing the top of the market i'm listing now and there were buyers jumping off the fence that was like okay i want to get locked in at this rate instead of waiting three months and getting locked in at a completely different rate
1: Right. Yeah. I remember a lot of conversations last year around, you know, clients saying things like, you know, I want to wait because I think that house prices are going to come down. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even though we were at historic lows on our interest rates, we were, you know, sitting at pretty high price house prices. Mm -hmm. Our house prices have continued to rise. And now so have our interest rates. Right. And so those people, some of those people that were waiting mm-hmm. aren't going to get in now. Right. And and you're right. And then some of them looked at it and went, oh, dang it. I got to get out of this right now. Mm-hmm. I need to get out of my rental. That's, that's rate is also going up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, last, this year, we're seeing 11% higher rental rates Ugh. than we were last year. Right. Which is insane, eleven percent. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um. You know, and when you're paying rent, you're you're paying a hundred percent interest, and mm-hmm. when you're paying a mortgage, you're paying you know roughly six at this point. Right. Um, so, still getting into a home now makes more sense than waiting. Mm-hmm. Um. And those sellers are starting to list their house more as people become less afraid of COVID. Mm-hmm. Honestly. And are getting out there and more inventory hits, so they see like, oh, I won't be displaced for very long yeah. if had at all. Now,
0: yeah, well, I, yeah, I think the sellers, less so in this area at least, are like, oh, COVID's gone, so now I can sell my house, and more right. just like I've been waiting for the top of the market and it's here, right? And it's kind of like everyone's decided that at the same time. But I do think we are now seeing the shift where the people that were going to hop off the fence have hopped off the fences. Yep, And so now there are buyers that are making serious um, decisions about whether or not it's the right time for them. And we saw this last year, too, around this time where the inventory started going up and um, people were like, "Okay, I'm going to hang back. And the inventory went up last year a little bit around this time and it cooled off a little bit, which makes sense. I mean, it's the seasonal changes. I was going to say that's pretty seasonal. Yeah. Yes, in, exactly. In our market. Yes. But then over the winter, um, inventory dropped significantly again. Yeah. And that's when we saw a gigantic, gigantic um, increase in prices. Yeah. So, I mean, some of it's seasonal. Some of it is larger economic impacts. But, right. But, um, you know, I was talking to one of my mentors, a, a realtor who I love. Hi, Pam. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we were talking about, you know, conversations to be having with our... um with our buyers, with our clients. Right. And you know, the, when people say like, when is the right time to buy a house? And the right time to buy a house is when you can afford to buy a house. Yeah. So right now it's like, look at your finances very critically. Can you afford to buy this house? If the answer is no, do not buy the house that's not what we want that's not good for anybody
1: right yeah but, there's lots of conversations where i have with clients and mm-hmm. it's just like mm, this may not be the best idea for exactly. you exactly right now here's this strategy to help mm-hmm. us get on that path we'll stay in touch and we'll keep
0: things going yes and get exactly there eventually but today it's just mm-hmm. not gonna happen but there still are people that need to purchase yeah and that can afford To purchase. And those people are still purchasing houses. Yeah, absolutely. So even, you know, I pulled a report before we got on the podcast today, um, just through our local MLS. And the report, I pulled it for a week. So in the last week, we've had 40 new houses come on the market. Okay. Um, We've had 46 houses go pending. Okay. Um, So it's kind of really stayed the same as far as supply, dipped a a tiny bit. But um, of those houses that were already on the market of, you know, those 156, 31 had price reductions. Yeah. So, you know, we're having more houses come on the market. We're still having houses fly off the shelves as far as going pending, Um, but those people that were kind of pie in the sky pricing their houses are having to lower the price of their houses, which is a good thing because really, you know, as a realtor, um, when sellers are like, okay, you know, where are we going to set the price of my house? It's like the market is going to decide what your house is worth. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're seeing right now is the market is telling a lot of sellers, hey, you priced your house, your house too high. Yeah, Maybe you could have priced your house like this two weeks ago, three weeks ago. But um, at this point, you've priced your house too high. And the market is um, the market's talking back and letting people know that, which is a good thing. It is.
1: It is. It really brings on that stabilization. Mm-hmm. You know, we read a headline today that said, you know, housing is leveling out. Hello, contingencies. Yes. Hello, <laughs> contingencies, saying. which we love. Which we love because... Because that does kind of even the playing field a little bit more. And it allows for people to write those contingent offers. Yes, I will purchase your home, provided that mine sells. Mm-hmm. And then they're displaced for less time and yes. or if at all, yeah. um, which is fabulous. You know, that, mm-hmm. and that's... It's kind of where we want it to be is equal playing yes. not necessarily equal playing field because somebody has to benefit
0: but right more <laughs> equal
1: But a more equal playing field mm-hmm.
0: um, not everyone is holding all of the power. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Not not one side holding absolutely every card. Um Yeah. Because because we want to be able to get people into homes I mean. Mm-hmm. This is where you find the most security in life, and you know people who own homes. Tech- typically tend to do better in their wealth goals, but also in their health. They're mm-hmm. less stressed. They know what their bills are every month. They're not worried about it going up every single year by eleven percent. They're right. not worried about somebody selling the house out from underneath them. That was mm-hmm. really fun to watch go across the street. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I had a couple of. Um, renters across the street from me and all of a sudden they were moving because Mm -hmm. because they were their house got sold. Right. And it was like, you know, new owner wanted to move in, not rent the house and, Mm -hmm. you know, renters got to move yeah uh, and they were not in a position you know they came and talked to me and they were not in a position to purchase at the moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and so you know we worked out a strategy and we're, <laughs> they'll get there eventually yeah um, I'll let you know when they're ready Katie Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but you know um in the way that things change and people get priced out of things um last year In June, we were talking about Mm 3.125 on your interest rate. Mm -hmm. And so last year, we were also looking at a median house price of 356. But just to kind of even out my numbers and, you know, kind of give you a really good idea of what that looks like to you at 3.125 on our median home price of 371 here in Cowlitz County, your principal and interest payment is roughly... Mm -hmm. $1,271. Turn that over to 5.99% that I pulled off my balance sheet today, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you're looking at $1,778. So you're looking at almost exactly $500 more a month. Yeah. And for the same price, house for the exact same price, not house buying
0: you the same amount of house, as right? It was it's last not necessarily buying you mm-hmm. the
1: same. You can't buy the exact same house that you were looking at last year for mm-hmm. this price now, obviously, mm-hmm. because we've gone from median home price, three fifty six to three seventy one, right? Exactly. Um, but you know that that price point does put you five hundred dollars more every month. Mm-hmm. than it did last year. Right. And and that makes a huge difference to people. Mm-hmm. And where the Fed is saying, you know, we're going to ease back on um, raising interest rates in the fourth quarter of the year, and we're going, you know, there might be a point where we lower interest rates. They're definitely not predicting seeing the threes come back. Right. <laughs> and so I think... It's pretty safe to say that we can probably kiss those rates goodbye for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um it, you know, and hopefully there's not another pandemic that throws us into this <laughs> right. loop again. Yeah. <laughs> I am really not all about this pandemic
0: life. <laughs> yeah, no
1: kidding. Over this stuff. But um you know, hopefully interest rates either level out or come down a bit. But mm-hmm. Getting back to that 3%, probably not going to happen.
0: Okay, so kind of just to wrap everything up, we've, you know, started at the top, worked our way down. So if you are a buyer and a seller in this market, here are some things that I would like you to consider. So if you are a seller, Um, make sure you're pricing your house appropriately. Because a few months ago, it was okay to price high and just plan on doing a price reduction in a few weeks if you didn't see any movement. Um, Now pricing high is going to cost you money. Because if you're not pricing appropriately the first time, if you have to change that price in a few weeks, you might not even get as much as the price drop. You might be in a loop of being two weeks behind on every price drop you make. Right. So make sure you're talking to your realtor and price your house appropriately. Also, you know, the days of being like I can slap anything on the market with not getting it ready at all and it will sell are coming to an end. Please clean your houses. <laughs> clean your houses. Empty out your houses of as much of your personal items as you can. You know, we're seeing price drops, and so many times when I'm looking at the houses that have had price reductions, it's the ones that are not photographing well most of the time because they haven't put too much effort into getting them ready to photograph and to sell. So you're going to have to start cleaning up your act in that way. You want to make it presentable. You want to make it easy for your buyers to buy and be reasonable when you go into the negotiations for the inspection. Again, the days of saying I'm going to sell my house as is are starting to come to a close. We are getting more back into a balanced market. Um, and also, don't be expecting a bidding war that raises your house by $40,000. Right. Um, th- it still could happen, and it's still happening on if prices or if house is priced appropriately and if it's that kind of Goldilocks house where you know everybody wants it you can still definitely see a, um, a bidding war but it's not happening on every single house like it was right um, so manage your expectations please listen to your realtor when they say hey you know days on market is extending that's okay it doesn't mean we're doing anything wrong it's just how the market's working Let's make sure that we're priced appropriately and we'll get your house sold. Um, Just be a little bit more flexible, but listen to your realtor. Um, And then on the buyer side, I would say as far as the interest rates are concerned, um, it's still as... Important as ever to start getting your ducks in a row early. Right. Um, You know, save that money because what we were seeing before is interest rates were so low that it was easy to borrow more money. And you could do those like Washington State bond programs to have someone pay your interest or pay your down payment. Um, Those interest rates are really high. Yeah. They're much higher than the 5.99. Yeah. So it's harder to borrow that help. It's harder to borrow that down payment assistance. So set yourself up where you don't need it, um, where you are, you know, bringing your own money to the table. And that'll that'll um, get you to a place where you have better interest rates.
1: Yeah. So kind of feeding off of that, you know, we say all the time in our first time homebuyers class, you really want to start talking to a lender a year to six months in advance Mm -hmm. before, you know, like the second that like, maybe I want to buy a house. Give LaDonna a call Mm -hmm. because, because developing those strategies to position yourself appropriately Mm -hmm. and getting those strategies in place as soon as possible will only help you in the long run. Absolutely. Um, And I can't tell you how many conversations I have with people who are surprised at what they actually qualify for Mm -hmm. and where they think I'm not prepared to buy a house right now. Then you turn around and we have a conversation and they go, oh, I really am qualified to do this. I had one buyer um, purchased at the beginning of the year. And when he came in and sat down in my office, he told me
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm here because this is a plan I've wanted to do for a long time, but my rent program is coming to an end and I need to make a choice on whether I find a new rental or I purchase a house, but I don't qualify to purchase a house. Mm-hmm. And we had this huge conversation and he ended up purchasing a house for 450. Oh wow. And it was like mm-hmm. you do qualify. Right. <laughs> but, you know, a, a lot of fear comes from not knowing. Mm-hmm. And you can't know what you don't know and until you talk to somebody about it and this is you know i take my kids to see a pediatrician because they have the best information for my children's health Mm -hmm. i talk to a financial advisor because they know what's best for my money in the long run and when you're purchasing a home talking to a mortgage advisor like myself is is the best place to get started at.
0: Absolutely. Um, so I actually posted a video like this on my, my social medias a few weeks ago. And so I'd like to discuss it right now really quick because it speaks to definitely both of us. Okay. Um, LaDonna and I want to spread information. That is why we have our podcast. That's why we do our first-time homebuyers classes. Right. That's why we, you know, um, really do everything we do is we want to help people. And the idea is that you do not have to be actively buying or selling a house to reach out to us and speak with us about the housing market. Right, yeah. So so many people think, oh, um, you know, I can't talk to a realtor because I'm not actively buying or selling. And it's like, that is not true. You are not wasting my time. I would love to talk to you about the market, whether it's about buying or selling, whether it's just about, like, interest rates, whether it's about inflation and how everything's playing into it. Everywhere I go, I overhear conversations of people talking about real estate yes. and i never am like oh please excuse me i hear you're talking about real estate i'm a realtor can i give you my two cents because that's weird um but I know,
1: like honestly i'm gonna say i have one client who's shopping out in walla walla right now and i met him sitting in a hot tub in leavenworth <laughs> and i don't even know like how we got turned around to this guy was looking at purchasing a house Mm. in in roughly a year to (laughs) from watching our kids play in the pool and we're sitting in the hot tub but yeah but if you reach out and you have those conversations or somebody Mm. says something and when i overhear somebody somebody saying something i do have a tendency to like interject and being like oh yeah i totally heard the same thing or you know whatever
0: But yes, so kind of the idea is that people are having these conversations. You guys are having these conversations. If you're listening to this podcast, it is on your mind. Yes. You do not have to wait until you actually want to buy or sell to talk to us. We are here for you. We want to talk to you. You know, reach out to us on our social medias. Reach out to us on our email, which is... Ladonna page at neohomeloans.com. Oh, sorry, I'm at oh, the Not Your Mother's Housing <laughs> not Market. your housing
1: market at gmail.com. dot Yeah,
0: so you can reach out to us there or Ladonna's yeah, work My email
1: Katie's I mean you can Google us yes. and find us. We're pretty accessible. Mm-hmm. Um my cell phone number is rolling around, so you know, text me at one AM. I probably won't answer, but it'll be there when I get I up probably will answer at one AM. One
0: AM really. That's one of my toxic <laughs> traits is that I respond at all hours, day or night. So you can reach out to me whenever. 1 a.m. is
1: fine. Uh-huh. I, no. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, so, like, my phone shuts down at, like, midnight. So you can probably reach me before midnight. But midnight is tep- typically the time I fall asleep. So that's when my I shut my phone yeah. off, which aids in my falling asleep. But, no, like, the big reason we started this podcast was because, we wanted to talk about real estate mm-hmm. and you know when i was sitting down with my sister she was going ugh you're talking about real estate again yeah <laughs> and, exactly and you were having the same conversations with your husband and mm-hmm. and it was just like well we need to talk about this and we just want to spread good information
0: yes so with that being said this was Season two, episode one yes. of Not Your Mother's Housing Market: A little market update for you guys. We will be back. We are back. We're going to be consistent. We're going to be posted. We're going to be just doing all the things. <laughs> we are so excited to be back with you again. I'm Katie Keaton, your Southwest Washington Realtor with Realty One Group Pacifica. You can reach me at you know Katie Keaton on Facebook, on Instagram. My phone number is 360-751-6258. You can text me. You can call me, Ladonna. You do not have to give out your <laughs> Yourself, I kind of bulged out
1: of my That's head because okay. my
0: like realtors give out their numbers all the time. That's our I thing. give out so. my
1: number all the time, like, I give out my number all the time. Um. But anyway, yes, I am joined by (laughs) LaDonna Page, Mortgage Advisor and Liabilities Manager with Neo Home Loans. And you can reach me at LaDonna.Page at neohomeloans.com or 623-853-3455. Oh my gosh, I I peer pressured her.
0: (laughs) You did not have to do that. But anyway, we are back. We are excited. And this is not your mother's housing market. We cannot wait to talk to you next week. Yes.